I am just so blessed to be with you guys this morning. If you don't know who I am, my name is Mackenzie. I am the wife of that man sitting over there. And also, uh, my dad is the a senior pastor here at Calvary, Pastor Otis. Um, one more thing before we go into it. If you're a visitor here, we want to have record of your visit with us. Take that connection card in the seat back in front of you, fill it out, drop it off in the box on your way out. We want to connect with you. We promise we won't hound you. We just want to get to know you and uh, have your record with us. Also, if you have a prayer request, that's a really easy way to submit that. And it gets put into our prayer chain and gets covered by the blood of Jesus. And it's a great way to put your prayers in there. So, all right. I just want to say how honored I am to be able to speak to the body of Calvary Church. I just love love you guys so much, and this is just such an honor for me. Um, I really feel like the Lord is doing something so specific in our church right now. Um, And when my dad asked me to deliver this word, I just really felt the Holy Spirit on it because, you know, we're coming out of this series, We Are the Body. And we're learning about how we need to be an influential church, not just stand back and observe, right? And he's beginning to activate each and every one of us in our gifts and callings. And this morning, the message I'm going to bring to you is titled Envy, the Enemy Within. When we're all beginning to be activated into our gifts and callings at different times, and they may look different ways, Envy is bound to appear. And how sweet is it of the Holy Spirit, how good is it of him to reveal these tactics of the enemy to us? So we don't just go on being, uh, being hounded by the enemy and be, being continued to be held back by these hindrances, by these, these sinful uh, desires and the sick you know, twisted thing that the enemy tries to sneak in with. This morning, the Lord wants to open our eyes, and he just wants to uncover the enemy this morning. So um, before we jump in, I want to tell you a little bit about this book, where this teaching comes from. It's called Envy by Bob Sorge. If you don't know who Bob Sorge is, you need to know who Bob Sorge is, Okay. (laughs) He is an incredible minister of the gospel, and he has a crazy story. So Bob Sorge was a lead pastor, a preacher, and a worship leader. And years ago, he got into a detrimental accident that made him lose the ability to speak. So what, what does a pastor, a preacher, and a worship leader do that can't sing, I can't speak anymore, right? His world was shaken completely. And out of this detrimental tragedy, he has given the body of Christ some of the most amazing teachings on worship, on envy, on all kinds of things. So all of his books are just so rich with wisdom. But um, while I was in ministry school, after high school, I went to ministry school in Alabama, and they taught us this book. The first year I was there and the second year I was there because it's just so good. So um, 
And I cannot express to you the value of what this teaching has done in my life. It has completely transformed me and just, there's no words to express the value of this. I want you all to hear me this morning in the most humble way. The Lord has just given, given this gift of this teaching to me because I was right where you are. I was right where, um, right where you are in the very beginning, and I never could see it. And then when I was taught this, it completely opened my eyes to see the enemy has been robbing me all of this time. And I, I was taught this and just blessed by it so much, and I have to, have to, have to share it with you. So um, Bob Sorge defines envy as the pain felt when someone has what you want. Or in the Greek, envy is um, defined as the miserable trait of being glad when someone experiences misfortune. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we just invite you into this room right now, Lord. I pray that you would come and you would move, God, that these would be your words, not mine, God. I come before you as your humble servant this morning, and I pray, Lord, that you would open the eyes of Calvary Church. God, open our eyes to see the tactics of the enemy this morning, God. I thank you for your goodness to show us where the enemy is attacking us, Lord Jesus. And I thank you for the power of your name to conquer envy. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you, Lord. This morning, we're going to talk about the three truths about envy. Number one is envy is an issue of the heart. Now, issues of the heart are not so obvious. They're not physical sins, right? They're not sexual immorality. They're not... um, profanity. They're not these outward big sins that other people can see. The issues of the heart are just between you and God. And that's why we need the Holy Spirit to reveal these things to us. Because it's so personal and it's, a, it's an inward enemy, right? Proverbs 14.30 says, a heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. You can't see rotting bones from the outside, but on the inside, it's causing so much death. Anytime God calls something sin, we know that the repercussion of it is death. You know, it's, it's such a common mindset these days. It's like, well, if, if I'm... If it's not hurting anyone else, then why does it matter that I'm doing it? If envy doesn't hurt anybody else, then what's the big deal? This is where God comes in and says, but I want better for you. It's not about everybody else. It's about you. And then in James 3, 13 through 16, it says, if you consider yourself to be wise and one who understands the ways of God, 
Advertise it with a beautiful, fruitful life, guided by wisdom's gentleness. Never brag or boast about what you've done, and you'll prove that you are truly wise. This is the important part that I want you to get. But if there is bitter jealousy or competition hiding in your heart, then don't deny it and try to compensate for it by boasting or being phony. For that has nothing to do with God's heavenly wisdom, but can best be described as the wisdom of the world, both selfish and devilish. So wherever jealousy and selfishness are uncovered, you will also find many troubles and every kind of meanness. As the Lord is uncovering this jealousy and envy in our hearts, the best way to respond is not to try and overcompensate and make excuses for ourselves and say, well, God, you know, I'm not really struggling with it. It's only every once in a while or whenever the opportunity presents itself when someone gets something that I want. The best way to respond when the Lord is revealing this envy in our hearts is simply to admit it. I can remember... In the early days of RSM, in the early days of my ministry school career, I was so excited to go in to the worship department there. I was just ready. I had been dreaming about this since I was in the sixth grade, about going to Hamilton, Alabama and being a part of this school. And I knew, I still know, down to my bone, the Lord has called me to be a worship leader and a minister of the gospel. I know that, right? But Pastor Brian, he's a, he's a pastor that's really involved in the school there. He says it like this. He says, it's a little bit of a rude awakening when you go from the big fish in a little pond to a little fish in a really big pond. You're not the only one that can lead worship anymore. You're not the only one that's anointed to preach anymore, right? You're not the only one getting all these opportunities. So this is just, this atmosphere that I was in was the perfect time for the Lord to say, hey, and there's this thing called envy we need to talk about, <laughs> right? There were lots of opportunities where I was a little bit blinded and the Lord was saying, let's, let's sit down and talk about this a little bit. So uh, the second truth about envy I want to talk about is envy is a liar. Okay? <laughs> I just love this so much. Psalms 37, 8 in the Passion Translation says, Stay away from anger and revenge. Keep envy far from you, for it only leads you into lies. Envy tries to convince us that a plus for you is a minus for me. Have you ever heard that before? Or a minus for you must mean I get more. It's such a sick, twisted, carnal, worldly way of thinking. As James says, it's, the, it's not the way that God teaches us in the, in the kingdom the way things are. And I can remember, um, you know, being on in a worship class with my peers that are the same, same grade as me. 
And they're getting chosen to, to sing at prayer meetings, at events. And I went through this season during my first year, I didn't pick up a microphone. You know what the Lord had me do? Dance. Um, excuse me, never done that. I was extremely confused. <laughs> I was like, Lord, I came here to sing. I came here to develop my gift of worship, to learn how to lead people into the presence of God through worship. But what was he having me do? Dance. I can't tell you. I, like, like, guys, I've never even had a dance class before. Never. The only thing that I ever did that was even close to that, if you know what breeze is at Citrus High School, you sing and you do a little, that's it. That's all I got. That's all we ever did, okay? <laughs> and so the Lord was really stretching me in this time, and he said, we're going to put worship on pause and see what you do with this other opportunity I give you. So I was in my head, I was so confused every day, believing all of these lies. Well, I guess God just doesn't approve of me anymore. I guess God thinks I just don't, can't sing. <laughs> I guess God thinks that they're all better than me and they, they, they deserve it more than I do. And then there's the other part of it, <laughs> the ugly part. When my friends, my roommates, my dearest friends would get up on the stage and begin to sing, and in my heart I'm saying, she doesn't deserve this. I could get up there and sing it way better than her. These are the honest thoughts that envy causes to happen in our hearts and in our minds. It's ugly, and it's sick, and it's twisted, and it's lies. It only leads to lies. I love this so much. The Lord revealed this to me personally when I was going through this process. You know, we're, we're taught that a plus for you is a minus for me, that whole thing, right? But what does Romans twelve fifteen say? What does it say? Let's look. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Envy gets it backwards. Envy tries to say, oh, well, if they're rejoicing, I got to weep. And if they're weeping, that must mean it's something good for me. How sick and twisted is that? It's so backwards. It's against what the, this scripture is telling us is truth. In this book, he, he begins to talk about this idea of limited good. That we as humans oftentimes just believe. That God only has so much good to go around. He only has so much opportunity. He only has so much prosperity to hand out. So if I see my fellow believer prospering, they're getting new jobs, they're getting all this money, you know, their family's getting healed, that must mean, well, they got my blessing because there's not enough to go around. 
And I want to read this, this excerpt um, from, from the book. And this is what Bob Sorge says about this. He says, This idea that there's only so much to go around is not to be found in the kingdom of God, however, because the resources of God towards his children are lavishly boundless and, re- and extravagantly plentiful. Unfortunately, our sin nature tends to carry the baggage of unsanctified thought patterns into our new life in Christ. Come on, Calvary, this morning. I just feel the heart of God on this right now. His heart for you is that we do not have to carry these unsanctified thought patterns into our life in Christ. Hear the voice of God saying, child, I want you to be free this morning. Hear the freedom bells ringing this morning. It's not, it's not this moment of condemnation of you better look and see that envy is a problem in your life. No, it's not that at all. It's a loving father saying, child, I don't want you to be in this pain anymore. I don't want your heart to be sick from this sin of envy any longer. Not another day. As I was um, studying about this recently, you know, the Lord began to really reveal, not only does, does it make us believe lies about general things, you know, about ways of thinking, you know, but it also makes us believe lies about God. In this moment for me of vulnerability, of confusion, where I didn't understand why things were the way that they were, I began to believe these lies about my father. I I began to believe that he didn't want me anymore, that he didn't approve of me anymore, that he didn't want to use me anymore, that I just wasn't good enough. And it was out of these thoughts, uh, out of these lies that brought this ugly thing called envy. And that's exactly what the enemy wants. He wants us to believe these lies about God and about ourselves so that we turn against others in the body of Christ. Envy's number one goal is to, um, is to just shatter the unity in the body of Christ. What have we been talking about for the past, I don't even know how long, what we need to do to be unified as the body of Christ, about you being you and me being me, and as we all function together, we'll be healthy. But if we're here, if we're introspectively just thinking about, oh, I just can't stand that person. Oh, it just gets on my nerves that they think they can just get up there and prophesy. Guys, this is the enemy's tactic to tear us apart. This is the enemy's tactic to get us to be that observational church, not the activated one. This is his tactic to slow us down. I'm just so thankful for his... (laughs) 
for his grace and his mercy to reveal this to us. When we're envious, in, uh, in this book, Bob Sorge teaches us that we need to ask ourselves this question. Why am I bitter? There's something that's hurting inside of me that's causing me to be envious. And most of the time, if we really sit back and think about it, we're bitter at God because he's the one that gave something else to someone else instead of us, that's giving more to someone else instead of us. That's, That's the gravity of this. We're not bitter towards a person. If we really sit back and ask the Holy Spirit, we are bitter at God himself. And that's a dangerous place to be. The enemy would just love for you to be bitter at God just like he is. (laughs) He would love for your heart to be just twisted and, and broken towards God and not receive him, not receive this love and this clarity. Thank you, Jesus. And the, the funny thing is that we, most of the time we feel justified in our bitterness. But admitting envy is an issue in our hearts is the first step of getting it out. There's a, a list of, um, <laughs> of truths about what it means to admit that there's envy in our hearts. And when I was reading this, this list is just a sucker punch, I'm telling you. It's just, it really awakens you to say, well, I guess there is envy in my heart. And it really does open our eyes to see the weight of it. Open our eyes to see why it's such a big deal. So I want to read this to you guys really fast. It's a bulleted list, so you'll see that I'm going on different points. The first one says, I'm not fully established and at rest in my identity in Christ. I have insecurities that have not been fully healed through the power of his grace. That one was so true for me. I'm ungrateful for what God has given me. His gifts are not enough for me. I also want what he's given to another. I'm striving against God's sovereignty and wisdom by questioning his giving differing gifts and endowments of grace to both me and my brother and sister. My heart is motivated at a fundamental level by an element of self-interest, self-preservation, and self-promotion. I'm not able to fully celebrate my brother's success because of underlying feelings of competition and ambition in my soul. When all my energies, right here, this is so, this is so key for Calvary right now. When all my energy should be focused upon the war against the enemy of our souls, some of my energy has been diverted to struggling over the success of my fellow believers. Since envy, when it is full grown, culminates in murder, I have the seeds of murder within my heart. 
woe. My carnality is impeding the unity of the body of Christ, the unity that is central to the bride's preparation. Hence, part of me is hindering instead of hastening Christ's return. It's a weighty thing. And now that we know (laughs) how bad and terrible envy is, you're probably asking yourself at this point, okay, how do I get it out? (laughs) This list makes you say, okay, 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 I understand. I really don't want the seeds of murder in my heart. I've got to get it out. How do I get it out? Tell me, tell me. So the third truth about envy is that envy is diffused by love. 1 Corinthians 13.4 Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up. Come on, this morning, the Lord is inviting us to a beautiful exchange. We, as we admit and we hold this ugly enemy within, up before him. We give him this, en- this enemy of envy and we receive his love. When we receive his love for ourselves and for others, envy can't stay. I love this so much. The truest answer to envy is to have our identity established in the love of God. Every day when I was going through the thick of this envy process with the Lord, I had to remind myself of these truths to help establish my identity in Christ. God, I know you love me. I know that you have called me to be a worship leader and to be a minister of the gospel even if it doesn't look like that right now. I find my identity, my worth in your affections for me. We have to confess these truths over ourselves. And the other key is we have to turn away. And the thing about envy is that issue of the heart It's something that you can't just lay down on an altar and walk away and never deal with it again. This is an everyday yes. This is an everyday turning away from envy and turning to the love of God for yourself, for others. God, give me your thoughts about them. God, give me your heart for my fellow believers. Thank you, Jesus. We have to say yes to the invitation God is giving us to embark on the journey of ridding our hearts of envy. It will not be easy, Calvary. It will not be easy. It's an ugly, hard, emotional sometimes process but it is more than worth it. Before I close today, I want to show you a video from Bob Sorge that has 
really touched my life about saying yes to the hard things. <laughs>